Welcome to the Top Flight Podcast. As we continue our EPL preview series, we're looking at all 20 teams. Uh, before the English Premier League season kicks off, 2018-19 is 10 days away from the time of recording this. When you're listening to it, it's probably going to be around 9, 8 days away. Ori Benatar here with Esteban Bailey, and today we're going to be previewing the Bluebirds, formerly the Dragons, Cardiff City. Uh, they were in the Premier League for a season, uh, owner Vincent Tan, and you know Cardiff was able to start off their Premier League with an incredible victory over Manchester City. Fraser Campbell scoring that goal, but then they had a really bad season, didn't they? They got relegated, and they're back. Cardiff returns. Uh, you replace Swansea as the Welsh team, now with the Cardiff City as the Welsh team in the Premier League, and they finished second in the championship. Not a lot of high expectations for the Bluebirds this season. Looking at their squad and just in general how the other newly promoted clubs, Wolves and Fulham, have done business this summer. Esteban, I, I don't think either of us are very confident in Neil Warnock's side this season. No, not at all. I think Cardiff City is absolutely the weakest squad in the entire Premier League. They do not have a lot of standout performers or players. Uh, the only people that I can see that are at least somewhat competent or at least good enough to maybe play in the Premier League are, of course, the Icelandic player Aaron Gunnarsson, um, maybe their center back Sean Morrison, who's their captain, uh, Zahore, who's their center forward, who is an interesting player, and he was pretty decent in the championship, but it, this is not really, that, that's like grasping at straws at that point. It's, it's not a very talented team. Um, it's clearly one of those British-style defensive teams. Neil Warnock is I mean, listen to that name, Neil Warnock. That's obviously the most British name you could ever have for an English manager or whatever, wherever he's from. He has a he has played. I know he has coached in the Premier League before, and I guess he has some experience coaching defensively sound teams. And of course, they were successful last season in the Championship, coming in second place. But we've seen this before. You can have a good season in the Championship where you don't have a lot of attacking talent, and you'll come in second place. But then the next season, you're done. It's over. You just get sent right back. It becomes a yo-yo club. Um, I'm not really confident in this team, and I'm definitely not confident in their transfer business. I mean, they've only signed at least two players of note, which are Josh Murphy from Norwich. Uh, he was a standout last year in the championship. Bobby Reed is an interesting player from the championship as well, but he, you know, whatever. There's rumors that they're going to bring back Marco Gruchik, who was their uh, standout performer last season. Uh, he was on loan from Liverpool. They're trying to get a permanent deal or at least another loan. Whether that happens is, you know, is yet to be seen, but it's likely to happen. Uh, but again, he's one creative player in a sea of just defensively set, like defensive players. So maybe that'll work. But I, I don't, I don't necessarily have a lot of confidence. I think this Cardiff team. I don't think they're going to be one of the worst ever teams in the Premier League, but I think it's a pretty safe bet to pick them as w at least one of the three teams to get relegated. Yeah, I mean, there's a big releg relegation battle in the Premier League coming up for this season, and if I had to pick one team that I'm like, in my mind, this is the team that's absolutely getting relegated, I would say Cardiff. And, you know, no disrespect to their players or their manager, but I just don't see this squad cutting it in the Premier League. Now, I think you are correct in that this is not going to be one of the worst teams in EPL history. You know, I'm thinking of, you know, when Derby County was in and they won one game all season or you had Blackpool in there one season and they got maybe like 10 or 12 points all year. So I don't think they're going to be that level of bad because it's the Premier League. It's the most unpredictable of the big five in Europe. You're going to have your big upsets. Cardiff is going to get one win maybe against a top six or at least against like Everton or Burnley or someone who finished in the top 10 last year, because that's just what happens in the EPL. But I don't think they're going to get a lot of wins. And I think they will finish the year with the least amount of points. I just don't 
see any big improvements. And we could be in a situation in 2019-20 where you have five of the six newly promoted teams from the past two seasons staying in the Premier League because you had the newly promoted teams from last year, Newcastle, Brighton, and Huddersfield, are all up. And a lot of people saying that Fulham and Wolves have a really good chance to stay up too with the business that they've done. And then you have Cardiff who just kind of is like, eh. We don't feel like we don't want to. We don't have. They don't have the the budget or the, you know, the the pedigree to get someone like an Andre Schurler. You know, Fulham at least has some Premier League pedigree. Wolverhampton Wonders is an is an attractive place for some some someone like Rui Patricio or Yamutinho who are older. Maybe want to succeed. You know, Portuguese manager, Portuguese players. So I just I just don't see a lot with this Cardiff team. I, there's just nothing in my mind that's like, oh, there's got they got one breakout player here. You know, one veteran there that can help them get some points this season. I mean, I like Aaron Gunnarsson a lot, but I don't really like this Cardiff team a lot. From the look of the squad, yeah, no, it's it's not exactly like a, a t- like a. It's gonna be a tough team, obviously. I think we we've seen it before. Neil Warnock is a good defensive coach, but I don't, you know, they'll they'll be able to scrape some points off. But like you mentioned, there's just it, there's just too many good teams in the Premier League now. I mean, in years past, we've seen teams that are overachieving because the general quality of the league is not super high. But with the influx of foreign talent and these new managers that are you know pretty interesting and smart, like of course uh, the manager Wolverhampton or Marco Silva, you know, just a variety of different coaches that have improved the overall quality of the league. You have a lot of interesting players coming from Europe. Andre Schurler's return, of course. Sari from uh, Nice, and he went to Fulham. I mean, it's it's just, it's weird that this Cardiff team hasn't done any business on the market. I mean, they're not going after players that could theoretically help them. I mean, you know, when West Ham signed Dimitri Payet, I mean, everybody was like, oh, you know, I don't know who Dimitri Payet is, but, I, you know, we'll see what happens. And he turned out to be, like, one of the best players in the Premier League that season. So it seems weird that Cardiff City is not at least trying to discover maybe some foreign talent that could come to the Premier League and maybe light it up for them. I mean, even last year, Brighton was able to sign players like Jose Izquierdo, uh, who's, like, not at all what you define as a defensively sound player. He's a flair player. He's a Colombian South American dribbler who's really good on the wing. And he helped them stay up, of course. And I don't see anybody on like like that on Cardiff. I don't know. There hasn't been a lot of like talk on the transfer rumors of them looking for players like this, which I think is strange. I don't know whether it's a constraint in their board or whether they don't have the budget or maybe the money that they received from the Premier League was just not enough for them to try to purchase some players, which you'd expect with the amount of money that these teams get from the TV deals that they would at least be able to invest a significant amount into their players. But... You know, that hasn't been seen with Cardiff City. They could, now, of course, they could all change this with one big signing on transfer deadline day, which I don't, you know, there hasn't been any rumors or rumblings about that, but you never know. Um, I want to ask you if, you know, you're Cardiff City, because there's not a lot to talk about with Cardiff City, but if you're Cardiff City right now and you could pick any player from Liga, Serie A, or Bundesliga that you is kind of under the radar, who would you love to see on this Cardiff City team to have a bigger platform on the Premier League? Oh, geez. Uh, there's a lot of players to pick from, obviously, and you're naming some pretty big leagues. I mean, I'm trying, if I'm Cardiff, you want to try and take the same approach as your rival promoted clubs. And this this is a weird type of year when it comes to the newly promoted teams. I've never seen newly promoted teams make the kind of signings that they have, you know, with Wolves and Fulham getting those guys. I've been mentioning Wolves and Fulham a lot in this podcast and in other ones, but the business that they've done has just been tremendous to help them, you know, further their impact and stay up for next season. 
if I'm Cardiff, I'm trying to find maybe, you know, get a star from a mid-level team in maybe La Liga or the Bundesliga or maybe even find a gem in the MLS. Someone who's young in the MLS, who's scoring goals, maybe not playing for a playoff team that would be more than happy to play in the Premier League and thinks that they can compete at that highest level. Of course, the MLS just had their biggest transfer ever. Alfonso Davies, the 17-year-old Canadian from Vancouver, is going to play for Bayern Munich after this MLS season. That's incredible business for the league. And, you know, he would have been a great player to have on Cardiff. I think he has the skill to play in the Premier League. He's going to try it out in the Bundesliga. But I think you got to look for someone around that mid-table level. That's what West Ham did with Dimitri Payet. Marseille was sort of, you know, like a top six French side. Payet was a was an effective player for Marseille, went to West Ham, turned out to be an incredible player for them, and then he left, went back to Marseille. So I think Cardiff, if they don't find someone in the summer, get someone in the winter because with the squad they have now and with the potential that they have in general, I don't see them being out of the bottom three by the time we get to New Year's Day. I just don't see it. I mean, and I think they could have Kenneth Zahore or Aaron Gunnarsson be impact players and sort of be those hidden gems that we always see from a newly promoted team every year. But in terms of a place range, I'm saying between 14th and 20th, maybe actually no, 16th and 20th. That's my place range. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a total agreement with you. I don't think that I think they're going to come in last place. I just don't think that they're very good. But you know, you're, I'm, I'm going to say around 20th to 17th. I just I don't think I think they're going to get relegated this season. I don't think there's any way that they don't. But um, I actually love your idea of M- an MLS player going into the Cardiff City and maybe helping them get up. And that immediately, like my mind went to Miguel Almirón or Joseph Martinez from Atlanta United. I think those players would be incredible in the Premier League, and I think they would be really good for this Cardiff team that's clearly lacking a lot of uh, creativity. But it's, you know, it's an interesting idea that maybe, you know, with Alfonso Davies's uh, transfer to the Bayern Munich, maybe these other European clubs will look to the MLS as a feeder system like they do Portugal or maybe even uh, the Netherlands and stuff like that. So I, I would love to see maybe a Sebastian Giovinco. That, that'd be that'd be fun. Uh, but, you know, again, that it's not it's a it's not an MLS podcast, but still, it'd be cool if Carter City. It's just like this Carter City team hasn't done any business whatsoever. That's exciting, which I think. I guess they have maybe a little overconfident with their own squad and their own abilities, but I don't know. It's just, yeah, I think you're right. I think they're going to have to do some business in January, and they're probably going to be a bigger player in January, especially if they're not totally at the bottom. If they are, you know, in like 18th place and they're only like three points away from 17th in safety, they're probably going to make some big purchases, which then it'll make it a little more uh, entertaining, but I don't know. Yep, big purchase is necessary for the Bluebirds, the Dragons, whatever. I think, I mean, officially it's the Bluebirds now because they're back to the blue logo, but the year they were in the league, they decided to go with the the Daenerys Targaryen uh, Drogon logo, basically, for all you Game of Thrones fans out there. Only a few months away from the last season of Game of Thrones. Uh, It's April, right? Yeah, it's going to be in April. April, April. so pumped so yeah there's your game of thrones news here from the top flight podcast but that's our preview of cardiff city we have low expectations for them can they beat what we think is going to happen to them it's possible you never know in the epl for esteban i'm ori thanks for listening be sure to continue to listen to our epl previews we are getting closer and closer to the start of the season and also closer and closer to our top six previews a lot more to come here on the top flight podcast